Get it, get it, got it, got it. 1K, get it, get it. Uh, feed me for my vegetable V8. Whoa! Don't you go doing this nonsense already. You're on, 20 baby. minutes late. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Welcome to May the Zoo be with you. America's favorite TCG podcast. Our cards might be in a recession, but our memes never are. I am, of course, joined by the greatest TCG store in West Virginia. Spoiler, he's the only. Louis de George. What's up? And God. you are George from Compete Sport, the greatest LGS in Worst Carolina. Uh, I don't even know nobody what actual believes state that. you're in. Nobody, nobody knows what actual state you're in. Nobody believes that. Like, <laughs> they, they, everybody with half a brain would trade all of North Carolina for half of Charleston. <laughs> and we would not do the trade. They can have Myrtle Beach. They can have Myrtle Beach. Uh, well, welcome back to the podcast, everyone. We've got, uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple oh, Podcast, and YouTube, and all the places. And then we've got merch. At all right, Cafe hold on. Target. Before you get there, put in the comments if you didn't know you could find us on those platforms. Because I'm assuming you're already listening to us on we, one of those platforms. We also, we're, we're working on a website, too, that will that'll have some spicy stuff coming up. So we've been... We've been, George and I have actually been talking actual conversations this week. It's been amazing. Instead of our usual BS. I want to go back. There's Maybe been a lot back. of our usual, a lot of our usual BS stuff. Uh, if you want to go to May the Zuby with you, important, do not put in www.maythezuby with you because it does not work. However, now you can go to www.metazoostore.com and look at my event that ended last week. And who Thank you, Louie. Yeah, thank you. And how how long did it take me to fix it after you figured out your password? About a week. No, you about an hour after you figured out your no, password. No, no yes. absolutely not. Yes, I'm glad you so did it I, after my event. You really nailed that one, buddy. Whenever you figure out your password to madethezubewithyou.com, I can also fix that. Now, which I've asked on this exact podcast. You said that you registered the name. I thought I did, but then I remembered oh. that you stole it out from under me while we were live streaming Monarch. And now you can't remember your password. So you lost the password to our website. That is, that I is lost the password to my website is a more apt way of phrasing that. Continue okay. though. Cool. Yeah, we'll see who owns it in the future. All right. Here we go. I can just <laughs> renew it. It's like this isn't you right. can't. You can't if you don't have the password. They send me an email after like eleven months, and then I'll be like, Oh yeah, that's where I registered Gosh, it. Monda one K, let's roll. Such a boomer. All right, let's talk about what we're talking about today. Uh this is a TCG <laughs> podcast, so we're not gonna talk about websites anymore. Uh we're gonna talk about PVE. George hates PVE and he PVE hates, throwdown. He hates flesh and blood, so we're gonna talk Wait, about what? we're gonna talk about PVE and I'm God, gonna I have no fucking blood near me. I'm going to convince George that uh, PVE is great. And then we're going to talk about the Pro Tour to 1K. There we go. We're going to talk about Pro, Pro Tour to 1K. George is going to tell us what he would ask James White. Uh, we're going to do Magic the Gathering reserveless buyouts that are happening and talk about the lower tier reserveless buyouts. <laughs> we're going to talk about Brilliant Stars Wave 3 for Pokemon and J George's favorite product, the Pokemon Pencils. And then lessons from George's MetaZoo event for the MetaZoo Minute. So hugely successful MetaZoo event. You misspelled that. Continue. I hope that better be in the title. It's not. All right. PVE throwdown. So, so explain to me that's why PVE. There's a million games. Several have tried PVE. Do you know how many have worked? How many? None. None. 
That's Absolutely not. Entirely not. true. Which ones have? Which TCG PVEs have worked? Uh, so have worked or what's the um World of Warcraft PVE was really good. Everybody yeah, loved let's go it. Play, let's go. Let's go. Let me go to Southern and buy some World of Warcraft TCG cards. Okay, so World of Warcraft TCG failed. It didn't fail because of the oh, PVE. Oh, it didn't. Okay. Okay. So yeah. I can't. I can't. I can't buy the it from the distributor then. No, the TCG oh, okay. failed as a result of bad management or bad decisions or the World of Warcraft IP or whatever. The TCG failed. That doesn't mean that PVE was a bad decision or that it was bad for the game. Wow, no response, huh? I'm just trying to Google how many how how people can buy an entire collection of World of Warcraft cards. My guess is pretty cheap. Uh, actually, the the PVE cards are they have some value. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Tips Unlimited. It's got it's some value. Just I don't actually, tell me. It's just I actually had some. Out. I actually had some World of Warcraft TCG stuff that I got at a yard sale once when I was in high school. But like, here's my point to you. Magic tried it, and by all accounts. It was Magic reasonably good. Try it. it was too. They like it was reasonably good. Magic did not try it. They put out a box set that was Arch Enemy, and everybody loved it. Eh. A lot of people loved it, but they never did anything with it. It's but the typical why, why Magic. Why do you think that is? How come none of these companies have figured out that there's this hidden PVE market, and all they have to do is figure this out? I. It's not that there's a hidden PVE market. It's no. that there is a... Like magic doesn't need it. Magic has a casual format in Commander. There is casual gameplay happening for Magic. It, it's happening this is way not just more. Just a fab discussion. I think PVE is a mistake for all these games. Why? Maybe you could convince me Genesis is an exception. We'll work in some grit is great here too, I guess. Um, like you could convince me that Genesis is the sole and Sorcery too, if they did it, is the sole exemption to this because it's a grid-based game, so it's like a miniature game with cards. I, I do agree that the grid-based games make it better to have the PVE. I agree with them. But I don't think there's demand for PVE in the marketplace. I don't. We don't know what PVE looks like for flesh and blood. I don't think it matters what PVE looks like. Let's say it's amazing. Let's say you let's say you play and you're like, oh my God, this is the best PVE experience I've ever played. It would be probably the only PVE experience that you played. Not true. World of Warcraft. You played World of Warcraft? No, PVE? of course not. Right. I'm saying I'm not gonna play majority... PVE for Fab either. I don't do PVE. You don't know that though. You don't know what it looks like. And my point has always been with Flesh and Blood, always been that Flesh and Blood needed a casual format that could compete with Magic the Gathering. There needs to be a way so, to get your to get your your commander group to say, yeah, let's try playing Flesh and Blood tonight. If you want the game to grow, you have to be able to grow into the casual market. And I've always said that they needed something, and I've always said I think that something can be PVE if they do it right. And if they no, do it well. no, no, no. You said it should uh -huh. be PVE. No, that's a I, difference. That's not. A, you don't watch my content. How do You're you know what right. I said? Because we talk every day for several hours a day. I think. How else are you going to do? It? Because uh, Ultimate Pit Fight. It's just. Are you do just it. mad that they called you a terrorist on stream? In that. In that. <laughs> like you can tell me. Is that like is that what turned you we, off of UPF? We played a lot of Ultimate Pit Fight after that. We played a lot with uh, Josh and I from Hometown TCG. We did a lot of streams. Oh, plug the podcast. Skimming Skeleton, go to Bone Zone. Go ahead, continue. <laughs> I'm sorry. We actually play the game. Um, so the so do mean Jordan. <laughs> you Jordan does. 
I so, I have played more Fab than you have this last ninety days. Uh, that might be true. I have played more Metas than you have the last ninety days. That's that's probably true. I have played more Genesis than you the last ninety days. I've had more flooding basements and wiped more oh, diapers. Lord. How um, many grandmas of yours have died this last year? Do you think? Oh, my grandma again. <laughs> Every week with you, it's none of flood. my grandmas have died. Thanks for making me worried about it, though. <laughs> so, uh. I think Fab needs a way to compete with Commander. Fab's not going to compete with Commander. Um, (laughs) This this has been a whirlwind segment, boys and girls. They need a way to compete with casual formats. They need something to to I agree with that. And PvE is, a if it's done well, a way to do that. No. All right, then explain to me how else would you do it. Saying that you're going to compete with a casual competitive format with a casual non-competitive format doesn't pass my smell test. The but, thing about commander that people like is you're beating somebody. No, absolutely, Mm-mm. absolutely. Have you, you how many games of commander have you played, George? Oh, zero. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. So, commander is fun. Like my playgroup for commander, and I think this is true for have most. I never players. played commander. This is this is true for most playgroups of Commander. It is way, way more about getting together and playing the game and laughing and eating potato chips. And I don't, I don't let people eat. I don't. I don't nobody. At what my, type of Lay's bullshit is this? Like sponsored by Lay's? Yeah, you can buy them at midmaxgames.com. <laughs> uh, like hanging out. Playing the game, but mostly it's just BSing with your friends. I've always I don't said, disagree with that, but like I don't. But I think having a means to do that in a competitive way makes more sense than a co-op way. I, maybe it makes more sense, but I I don't. I, so I think the idea of commander and the idea of a casual format is coming to the table with something fun that's that's um, creative and. That is uh, new and exciting for your play group. Like when when your friend shows you know when your friend shows up with a new commander deck, it's fun to try to beat it and try to see how what it does. And like, well, like that's again, what, it's fun to in beat the it. same way when your friend shows up with a new deck for PVE or a new uh, you know they're like, hey, I've been building a a, cl- a a healing class, and they show up and it's fun to see what they did and what they put together and how they solved that puzzle. And that's what I think PVE can do. I do think, and I've I've said this since day one, I do think that there will be and there should be a competitive element to the PVE where it's not a true PVE, like an environment. It's actually a like more like um, arc arc enemy or more like uh, Imperial Assault, Star Wars Imperial Assault, something that I've used to to suggest what I want to see in PVE, which is more like a, a you have a dungeon master, somebody who somebody who you're playing against as a team and i think that can be really cool hey that's not pve it's one versus all but more importantly the the environment just happens to be a person who is controlling the environment okay then that case every game of commander i've ever played is p is pve it's me versus them he controls the environment but like but okay so use dungeons and dragons would you consider dungeons and dragons pvp or pve pve but what's happening with the dungeon master? So Wait, George, have you ever played Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. 
in high school, middle school, high school. Okay. Well, so, so it's 60, only been 35 60, years. 60 years ago doesn't count. Yeah. Like, oh my God, it's been. <laughs> I bought it when I was 12. It's been 28 years almost. Hmm. So the 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 person in charge would have to st- stick to a set of rules, but it would probably have to be a little bit more firm than Dungeons and Dragons. Who wants this? Like, who is your consumer that's not currently playing Fab? Oh, see, like that's what I think the consumer is. Listen, so you're just gonna be like, "Thank you for playing Fab." Here's another way to play Fab. Listen, I like commander like my commander group they want nothing to do with fab we played fab one time we played an ultimate pit fight game they had a miserable oh, experience why would you start with you that's really on you i'll be honest with you because that's 100 on you that's that is 100 this, this was did they call you a terrorist <laughs> this is a year ago this is a year and a half ago right when i was first starting when you know a lot of things were different but like the they didn't <laughs> I like had a basement that didn't flood <laughs> They didn't like the. Um, it, it was too too organized, too competitive, too like you couldn't. There was too many rules. You couldn't really control the the game yourself. Like in Commander, you can all attack the one guy and basically be like, he's super strong, so we're all going to deal with him. That's what I'm saying. With Commander, you have those elements of working together that you have in PVE, and I don't think that Flesh and Blood is a game that is set up for multiplayer competitive it, it just doesn't work because there's no board state there's no resource system there's no growth like there's no growth in the game you actually get weaker as the game goes it it's very difficult to see who is in in the lead or who is winning and who you need to team up against and so pve provides this opportunity to to know that you're working against as a team against this person you're shaking your head again. I see no demand for this game. Mm. Okay. I also think that this sets up really, really well. And if they don't do this, I will be very disappointed um, to work with the LGS to create a, a really cool avenue. When I look at, when I look at my store, I have two different groups. I'd say half the players are super competitive. They're going to New Jersey. They already they're like Googling France flights. They're doing all that stuff that you mm-hmm. do when you want to be a recognized as a top tier player. Oh, am I supposed to be doing that? Should I have no, they're good at the game. Uh and they um, you know, they're not gonna touch this. They're not gonna touch it. They're not gonna they're not gonna consider it. Yep. The mm-hmm. other half are non, I would say they're competitive, but not hyper competitive. They play the game every week. Uh, they maybe come to maybe one, maybe two, sometimes three events a week at the store. We do a VAB three nights a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, they certainly come to one. Most of the time, I'd say they come to two. Every now and then, you'll catch them for the third. I don't see them wanting to play this either. Like, who's playing this? Why don't you see them wanting to play it? Because they like the idea of beating their friends. And they're joking with their friends. You will never find a better casual store than my store. Ever. We Mm -hmm. hang out. We laugh. We joke. I I don't. I'm not a a rules enforcer except for the national events, obviously. Pro Tour and and skirmishes and all that. 
Then you got to get a little more serious. The but rest of the just, time, you can just cheat. You can just put whatever whatever pitch. No, you we're want not. And... We're not. We're not going to battle hardened. Okay, we're not battle hardened. <laughs> okay, but like we are. Like if you, you, you want to probably go have a, your... you probably have about half as many people as, as battle hardened though. Not for some of my events. <laughs> uh, I probably have more than Bell Harden for some of my events. Um, I think that the, but I mean, like, if you're drafting, it is not a company like, oh my God, I've always wanted a heart, even if you're opening Arcane. It's a joke. You're supposed to laugh. I mean, like, because it was hilarious. Screw you. And like, that, is that against the rules? Yeah, absolutely. If that happened at, in New Jersey, you're going to get a talking to from a judge like I did. Uh-huh. But like I don't see them wanting to do PVE still. I don't see this demand. I don't. Mm. Like the last game to try it was Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate? What? Yeah. Yeah. You know why you never heard of it? It didn't work. I know what Baldur's Gate. That was a That's D&D that, set. What? That was the D D thing? No. I think maybe it's not Baldur's Gate. The hell is that game called? Yeah, Baldur's Gate was it. That's why I was confused. The Baldur's Gate? Baldur's, Baldur's Gate, Gate is a Dungeons and Dragons. Hold on, boo boo. I gotta you look know, up because you were you were Gate Ruler. Gate Ruler. Gate oh, Ruler. Gate Ruler. Like this is so you're using games that f- the the core component of the game failed, and now you're just projecting yeah, like magic. Out magic will never make it. Not gonna make it. But you're using World of Warcraft and and Magic and Gate Ruler. But World of Warcraft or Magic didn't do a PVE. They've never done that. They did. We just discussed in the beginning of the segment how they did do that. They did Arc Enemy. That's yes. all they did. Yes. They did one little box set cash grab. Why do you think they didn't? Why do you think they didn't do a because second? I told you this already. If you would listen, they don't need to. They already have a viable. So, okay, so this is, super why does successful, Magic not need to, but Fab does need to? Because Magic has a viable, super successful casual format, and Fab does not. Fab does not have a casual format that is a exciting, fun to play casual format with multiple people that is engaging. Just draft. Just draft. That is not a like. That is not casual. Why is it not casual? Explain to me what casual means. Casual means you show up, your friends who don't really know how to play the game, you can you can sit down, you can play with them, you can teach them how to play, you can help them, you can work with them, you can build janky. Why can't you do, like, where have you lost draft in this? Like, what can, what of what you just said can I not do in draft? I have taught you more can, than a thousand players to play this game, all using Welcome to Wraith draft. You can do that for sure, but it's, like, it doesn't work for your commander crowd. It doesn't work. Why? For the, I just don't think it does. I think that four person, you're casually playing the game. You're building really janky decks. You're, you're building things specific around a, uh, you know, a, uh, maybe it's a budget. Maybe it's a specific around some sort of mechanic that's not typically used. You, you build your Cheyenne deck, you build your whatever things like that, that you can't see in other formats of the game. And there's no place for that in the rest of Flesh and Blood. This this solves that. I would also be fine with them creating a better version of of Ultimate Pit Fight. If I, that's what you, they you have to create the way it is. It really pisses you off. That's my favorite part about the game, to be honest you, with you. You do not think that. How many games of Ultimate Pit Fight have you played? Zero. How many have you played at your store? Uh, we had an event of it. Yeah. <laughs> How'd that go? Uh, I did not. I did not get close to battle hardened numbers. No, 
No, UPF might not have been my store's favorite event. Yeah. So like, oh, uh, we did. We're doing an event next week for no, this week for it. Yeah. Let me, well. how, let me know how that goes. So I think PVE is a different idea, a unique solution to the problem, and I think it can be great. We'll see. We'll, one of us will be right. One of us will be wrong. That I'm not sure. worried at all. There is I, no demand for PVE. So no. I think it, it also matters how they do it. And this is it like, does not matter how they do That's it my point. 100% matters. That's how they my do point. It. If the best PVE, nobody will still want it. If you put out, and this is what I've said for almost a year and a half now, yep. if you had a box set that was, that was available everywhere on channel snowball on well, hopefully they're oh God, not. Are you really have... doing the Rudy thing now with Kindle Snowball? They make, like, you, I get you're trying to be like Rudy, but can you try to hide it a little bit better? I mean, Jesus. Uh, they do the you know, and, the, they, and the Uglios and all that stuff. Is that what you're going no. with? You okay. s- you sell a regular product, a box product that comes out maybe every every three months. You have a new box product that is a new PVE experience. That hold on. Hold on, boo-boo. That you play, it's 12 bucks. It's like a blitz deck. It's a new PvE experience that your dungeon master gets to do. And it's sold everywhere and online and all these places. And then you have an armory kit version that's completely different, that is specific to you as a local game store that has really, really cool loot and treasure. And if you beat the boss at your local game store, uh, you get a cold foil, blah, 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 blah. That is a promo that the only way to get it is to go in and bring your team to go beat this. And like, I think there's a really cool way for the LGS to be engaged with that. That will make the community really excited and will drive people to what their vision is, is to get people to play at the local game store. I think that that would be in the flesh and blood continue in the flesh and blood. I think that would be a really, really great avenue and something that would excite people for the format be a great marketing tool for that they could you know do the whole marketing plan which is go to your lgs and play this thing like they have to do it right in order for it to be successful but that doesn't mean that it can't be successful i'm glad you're betting your hopes for pve on lss's marketing team i think that's a really great decision (laughs) well like don't hear me wrong like that needs to happen yeah. This is the point. People like you won't give it a shot because listen, I will I will guarantee you when they put it in the armory kit, I will host the first event. I will promise you. I will also promise you I I will promise you that I will have less players there than I when I draft or do CC. Guarantee. Yeah, probably. 100%. So what's the point? <laughs> You'll have different people there. So I won't. Yeah. That's the problem. Well, your I won't. store's weird. That's the problem. Your I don't weird. think this brings anybody into the fold. It adds another option for those who are already in it. That's the problem. I think this would make it easier to invite your other people who don't want to play competitive flesh and blood into playing. You can build decks for them. They can show up. You can help them through the game. You can, like, it's just different. Why can't they, like, they can do that with any format. There is no format. I have never taught somebody without open hand saying, hey, listen, for the first couple games, we're going to play open hand where I see your hand and you see my hand, and Mm -hmm. we're going to learn together. Yep. And guess what? I didn't do that with PvE. I did that with Draft. I did that with CC. Heck, I've done it with Blitz, the world's worst format. Sorry, Modern Auditor. (laughs) But I like Mod Auditor. I want to give him a shout out. I got a warning in your Discord, and Mod Auditor has not. 
<laughs> so I want to give a shout to my auditor. I want to be as well behaved as you are one day. Continue. Um, all right. We can just agree to disagree, and one of us will be right, and one of us will be wrong. We have both spoken our sides of this. I like. I think there's a different demographic for it. Maybe that demographic's not at you your store. You haven't told me who that is. Like the problem is, you're like, oh, people who like are in Commander but don't play Fab. People who want a casual multiplayer format who don't want to play a one-on-one format. So you let know, me ask you, like, this. Do I, like, you think I, this is going to bring people over to Flesh and Blood? Yes. Okay, that's where we disagree. All right, next topic. Perfect. Next topic, Pro Tour to 1K. Get it, get it, got it, got it. 1K, get it, get it. Uh, so they put out an announcement. We've been talking about Pro Tour and our expectations for it for months. Not going to uh, lie. I'm glad we kicked Mick off the podcast. His prediction was closer than mine. What was, <laughs> for the record, everyone, we did not kick Mitch off the podcast. Once he, Wait, doing, his, once he doing his farewell episode. Whatever you decide to schedule it, boo-boo. Um, we also have to get... I don't that. schedule things. Why is this a thing? When we started this podcast, what did I say to you? I'm bad at podcasting. Please carry me. I said, I don't have time to organize all the podcasts. Okay. That is not at all it. what was said. That just so we're clear. That right. is like nothing, nothing could be further from the truth <laughs> of what not. you just said. I said, I don't <laughs> that, have time. Like that is, I said, that I already is so, that is I, so, it's not. That is so, that's the exact opposite of what you said. No, it's not. I said, I don't have time. You probably said, oh, my God, my basement is flooding. <laughs> I said, I don't have time. I make too much content. I don't have time to organize it. You two talk about what we're talking about, and then I'll show up and record it. That's what I said. What did you do to your microphone? What happened to your mic stand? How do you still not have a mic stand? I can't afford it. They don't get any money from the Made the Doobie With You t-shirts. You can't afford it after your Ethereum buy yesterday. Get it? Get it? <laughs> womp, womp. We'll have that in a minute. Mondo 1K, Ethereum to 1K. Ethereum to 1K. Um, you'll be able to trade Monarch to boxes. 1K. <laughs> soon, soon you'll be able to trade Monarch boxes for an entire Ethereum. Um, if right. everybody wants to do that trade, hit me up. I got you, boo. <laughs> um, so, like... Uh, yeah, so I believe Mick said 700, and I believe I said 3,000. <laughs> I think I said twelve hundred. Yeah, you're gonna win. I'm I'm so good. I beat you guys on the crucible and the monarch thing. I'm gonna win the pro tour thing. Pretty sure I won New I Jersey. Thought I thought, there were, I thought I'll be honest. I thought I was being safe at three thousand people. I'm gonna be real with you. I thought there was gonna be five thousand. Why? So MetaZoo at the at Clovacicon had three thousand plus people go through their booth. Okay, there's a. That's a massive difference. One the game's about half the length of time. One of those is playing the game and organizing and doing the whole thing, and one of those is going to a convention. No, no, no. There's a thousand people signed up for everything. I understand. I understand. I thought there was gonna be. I'll be. I thought there was gonna be three thousand. I mean, thank like, God, thank God, Mick is not here to rub in my face. Sorry, Mick. I'm drinking coffee in your honor. I got some new coffee yesterday in your in your in your memory. R.I.P. I do not understand coffee. I don't like. Do they taste different? Different coffees? No, they no. all taste like strawberry kiwi V8. Because <laughs> all the strawberry kiwi V8s taste the same. All right, um, <laughs> one thousand. I mean, th- this is. Nah, I've I've said I've said for a while that the flesh and door. The, the flesh and door, the flesh and blood 
back door is as big as the front door, that the amount of people coming into the game right now are, is as big as the amount of people who are going out of the game. And I think it makes sense that the game would be about the size as it was in Vegas of last year. I think that makes sense. No, 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 boo-boo. You're not getting away with this nonsense on my channel. A, it's my channel. B, it's not nonsense. C, continue. You have my permission to keep going. I mean, like, I didn't have you making good coffee, yet here I am. Hold on. Make today great, everyone. Oh. Hey, this is a great, this is a great, make, make today a great day, everyone. Continue. So, this is one of the, A, this is our first really big international event, I would mm. argue. Yeah. That was oh, yeah. not true for Vegas. There was 18. No. What? No, it was not true for Vegas. I agree with you. Right. So, like, there are, like, some of the thousand are coming from the land of poutine, the land of hobbits, the land of baguettes, the land of kraut, <laughs> the land of. I know they have in Mexico enchiladas. The land of hobbits. The the land of what's in Africa? Somebody help me. Certainly, New Zealand has something more to offer than Lord of the Rings. Yes, flesh and blood. Oh, that's it. Yeah, and sorcery. What else? God, it's a great, it's a great episode. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. Oh. Oh. Uh. I want to pump our new my new idea for us, but I'll do I, it later. I thought you were gonna talk about the game we discussed you decided we were not gonna talk about, and I was gonna go off on you. I was <laughs> no. ready to tear you a new one. I want you to know that. The audience saw my face light up with joy. I, I'm sure we'll talk, to... I'm I'm sure we'll talk about it soon. <laughs> oh my god, how many new games will you pump in one week? Um, I'm not pumping anything I the just Louis like George it. story. Gosh. I I really need to get a new co-host on this podcast. Can I get Mitch back? Is that is it an option to vote you off? No, the comment section likes you too much. The algorithm. Everybody does. And I like the views too much. So, all right. <laughs> That's the problem. I'm great for views and terrible for content. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. What were we talking about? Oh, you're uh, saying everyone's oh, coming so from this all This is over. the first international event. That's why I had my numbers so high. Yeah. I thought there would be roughly the same number of people who were in Las Vegas in the U.S. That's about 1,200 people. I thought you were going to have four or five hundred from the land of hobbitses. My precious. Um, four or five hundred from New Zealand? Yeah, in Australia. It's all the same country. They're, well, they're, they're, uh, <laughs> never mind. It's like half their population. That's fine. They all, there is nothing else to do in New Zealand except for watch Lord of the Rings and play Flesh and Blood. Don't at me. What's their, <laughs> don't they have meat pies? Isn't it like one of their national I delicacies? No I have no clue. In the comment section, know, right? I think they have delicious. All I know meat pie. is when I started the YouTube channel, I started looking to see if um, if New Zealand utilized physician assistance because I was like, "Oh, New Zealand seems like a great place to live." If the YouTube Would channel you gets some traction, I can move to New Zealand for Flesh and Blood. And then the YouTube channel went a, a little bit of a different direction with the relationship with LSS, but you know, is what it is. That's why I reached out to them so many times to try to connect, but you know. That was the goal. <laughs> this has been made as you be with you. Maybe our best episode ever. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway. Were you really going to move to New Zealand yeah, for Fab? That's what the idea was. <laughs> like, I don't know. The goal. 
figured at some point they would need like you know some sort of social marketing media, help. some sort of marketing or social media manager um yeah they can't afford it yet louis i learned this last week on this episode um <laughs> awesome. my new pizza zealand's, place down the street can it, new not- zealand's new zealand's beautiful have you seen lord of the rings i mean it's just like a gorgeous <laughs> i'm not going to mordor <laughs> If James White just would have not driven that red car in the background, it would have been great. I assume that it was him. Everybody else was filming the movie. <laughs> so, anywho, I think you'd have twelve hundred from the land of freedom and Bucky's. What are we talking about? The land of freedom and Bucky's would have twelve hundred. Five hundred ish would come from the Hobbitses. Okay, I'm at seventeen hundred. Thousand from Europe. The market's equally as big as the U.S. <laughs> what are you on? That, what? Listen. I this, I go by what I'm told. You have some horrible takes. This is one of them. There's 20,000 professional players. That that Nobody believed that number. I did. No, no you did not. Nobody no, did who not. read that article believed that number. It, that article said there were 200,000 players and 20,000 professional players and that a heart of Fando was worth $50,000. I got one for sale looking for $50,000 at my hit it up my DMs. It came out came out like a month after a heart of Fando sold for in a lot with a bunch of other cards for $22,000. Maybe you should have sent them your market update. <laughs> I thought they watched it. Why do you assume there's only one uh, thing on your channel worth watching and they're watching it right now and it's no, available on Spotify and Apple podcast. <laughs> uh, and it's sponsored by who, who's our sponsor today. The only, Caster the only Society. <laughs> Good Lord. I'm done. I'm so done. I'm so done with this podcast. Okay. That's um. <laughs> so anywho, no BS. That's how I came to my number. Okay. I was wrong. You were wrong. I, my I data think, might be uh, off okay. a little bit. So, so a couple things. Maybe New PPE Jer- will work. Here's where I came to my number of 1,200, which okay. was accurate. Vegas was the first major event in yep. U.S. history. Um, Take that, Constitution. <laughs> America's history starts on Monarch pre-release. Tales of Aria. <laughs> it was Tales of Aria. It was Tales of Aria. Yeah. Oh, you're anyway. right. It was Tales. Yeah, I was there, unlike you. So um Vegas glad, was how how do you like supporting Channel Fireball? Did that feel good for your soul or bad out of curiosity? Whatever. Uh <laughs> Vegas was the first major event in the United States. It was the first event that a lot of people went to post-COVID. I mean, remember how many people were excited to do something with their life? They'd been sitting inside for... <laughs> now look at us. We're here at fiving Ethereum prices. <laughs> I bought Ethereum last night at 2.30 in the morning. That is a mistake that nobody should have to make in their life. Um, all right. Uh, anyway. Sorry. We're very hung up on the Ethereum crash this week. Uh, Not me, baby. So... Uh, it was the first major event, you know, post COVID for for TCGs. A lot of people went to there, and it was the first event for the community. It was also, I don't want to like shy over this, not in New Jersey. Okay, <laughs> it was. Mitch, in- this is this is the Mix dedication episode. I learned from Mix that New Jersey is the best state in America. <laughs> it was in. It was in Vegas, which oh, is a God. I really don't like people- Las Vegas. Would I rather go to Las Vegas, New Jersey? It God, was. I'd rather a- go to Las Vegas. 
it was a place that people wanted to go, not just for the event, but an excuse. What? We're going to have 15 viewers next week because we've insulted the entire world in the entire Northeast now. <laughs> no, like, uh, listen, I think New Jersey's. It's fine. <laughs> but like I a lot of people would would look at the pro, the a lot of people would look at the flesh and blood Vegas thing and be like, oh, man, I've always wanted to go to Vegas. Let's go. Um, a lot of people look at the Hi. a lot of people look at the New Jersey thing and say, I don't really care to go to New Jersey. And then somebody says, well, it's right by New York City. And a lot of people say, I've been to New York City once. and I don't want to do it again. Lot, <laughs> like, wow. Wow. No, New York City has that attitude. Like a lot of people don't want to deal with New York City because it's so big. I love a good bagel. Oh, gosh. It's I all do. about food. It's all about food. Also, okay, so now let's talk about the international crowd. And Mike's, it, in, Mike's, Mike's in New York, I think. Go, go see the goat. The international crowd, It's it's got to be expensive. And then they announced Pro Tour. They announced Pro Tour Europe like the same time. So why would you come? If you're in Europe, why would you come all the way to the United States instead of just going to Pro Tour Europe whenever it happens? Because you can see what freedom feels like. Yeah. Well, you know. I, I don't know about that anymore. <laughs> wow. Woo. Woo. All the countries are horrible. It's just <laughs> human uh, beings are the worst. But like they don't have Bucky's in Europe. Is that true? Yeah. Bucky's would Bucky's is what banned from all of Europe. What do they eat? Uh all right. So a thousand it didn't it doesn't surprise me. That's at all. surprising to me. I mean, like um, if you mind, like like I'm gonna go back to the zoo here for a minute. The zoo has 18,000 tour 18,000 events this year they have they're going to they're in dallas in a couple weeks where you won't be because you said you would be so i know you won't be there i there's, there's charlotte that i was looking a week after that there's yeah. california after that there's like five there's you know there's a dozen there's half a dozen events mm-hmm. and their smallest event will have 1200 1, people i expect dallas will have 5,000 people Maybe more. Oh, yeah, I would totally believe that. Again, I think it's completely different. How many people are going to play in the event? The cast? No idea. Cup? No idea. But like, I think it's a more. Ca- like, we're going to go. This, we're going to give this my lessons learned. The event thing. I think that's a terrible gauge. Because I think no, that is a, a lot more casual. I, I agree. It's a completely different event. Like, I will guarantee you. I will play a game of the zoo. I don't think I'm going to sign up for the pro. I don't think I'm going to sign up for the two fifty. I might Great. though. But my my point is that you're comparing apples and oranges. The like the Collecticon is a, it's just a completely different thing. I, I think I it's some numbers off of. I thought there were to be similar number of people. I'll be honest. I think though, like I mean, if I, I think even if you said okay, Flesh and Blood is going to do a convention or whatever, I think you you're still comparing to a game that's like people are looking to collect and looking to be there to experience and to get the promos and to do all those things. They're, they're marketing it in that way. Flesh and blood is marketing in like, Hey, you're a high, high competitive player. Come to our pro tour. It's two completely different events. Yeah. What's Yorick? What, what, who, how do you get Yorick again? I don't remember that. Yorick, the card. What was that? How do you, I get that again? I don't, I got to uh, yeah, just register. Oh, you just register and go to the convention, and you get and you, sure. get, and you okay. get a promo. I don't care. I'm done. I'm done defeating. You can be right. It's fine. I was right about PVE. You can have this one. That's all right with me. <laughs> victory, victory, one to one. V day, V day. Wait, victory I, day. Yeah, that's right. 
All right, an event um, that does not exist in American history, according to Louis, because it starts with Taylor. It's, it's forty one minutes into this podcast. Would you like to to get into the James White discussion, or do you want to just move on and we can move do on? Some other time? Move on. I'm sure you know. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Part three, Magic: The Gathering. What happened to part? Was part two? That was the Pro Tour to one K. What's part one? PVE. Oh, I thought you just separated it by game. Like have a good you, content have creator you been would. Here? Have you been here? I don't watch our podcast. Yeah. All right. Part three. It Magic, is on your channel. Magic if, it, Gathering. if you put our if you put our podcast on Josh's channel, I'd watch it. <laughs> Magic the Gathering reserveless buyouts. God, I want to know your take. Huh? I'm not no. cranky. I'm having a no. I this has been, in my opinion, other no. than the episodes no. with Mitch, this has been our best episode. <laughs> this is the best of the last four episodes. Yeah. This, this this has been the best episode. All right. Um, I'm also I'm I'm awake. My my energy is kicking in. So it's like 41 minutes in now. We can I told you to wake up an hour early to drink your stupid energy drink. Just so we're clear. George, uh, we this is 9:30 that we started the podcast. Uh, I told George I w- I would do the podcast at 9:30. I said I don't want to get up at nine. He said, "Well, you're still gonna have to get up at nine. I'll call you and make sure you're up at nine. I said if you call me and wake me up before my alarm goes off at 9:20, I will be upset with you. All right, reserveless buyouts. What are you doing? Who are you texting? Who is more important? Somebody's trying to fleece me on an alpha box. I told them to know. Uh, alpha boxes are up this week. I told them that. Yeah. All right, reserveless buyouts. So, what's your thoughts on these like uh, low t- low caliber, you know, three to eight dollar reserveless Magic the Gathering cards that people are buying out uh, in groups and and whatever. A, I don't care. Uh, it's magic. B, they're assholes, but that's all right. Like, why are they assholes? Like, because they're not playing with the cards. Oh God! <laughs> like they're not playing with the cards. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You're buying twenty thousand copies of a card that, like, will never be played with again. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of a jackass move. Hmm. Yeah. How many boxes of Alpha do you own? I think 42. <laughs> oh, so those are cards no. that will never get played with and never get played. They're, hey, I sold two this week, baby. <laughs> like, Play with them. <laughs> That's actually the... <laughs> like, what is that argument? <laughs> I like buying out... If I owned every box of Alpha, that would make me an asshole. But they're not... Okay, so this is the point you should have gone with, is more copies will come to the market instantly. Yeah, of course. But like that's not going to be true with this. Like if you buy out every card of I don't know what card it is, like I right. think that's kind of scumming. So the well then I'm an asshole. So yeah, I know part, that I've known that long before this conversation. I've been I'm, on the podcast with you for now for almost a year. I'm part of a group that um shocking. Everybody uh everybody chips in a certain amount of money, the same amount of money, and there's 50 slots. And we might be we might be doing this in the Discord server too. Um everybody chips in a certain amount of money and there's 50 slots. And uh, three people are in charge, and they take the money, and they uh, they find the card, they pick the card for the month, and then they do a buyout with everybody's money, and then they organize and ship everybody the cards that are uh, like percentage wise. So like everyone gets the same number of near mint copies, everyone gets the same number of like play copies, everyone, and nobody knows what the card is other than the three people. So like. 
one of our recent purchases, uh, Hammerheim from Legends. Uh, I got five copies for my price point, which was an average of about $5 each. And now the light played versions are selling on TCG player for $35 each. Wait, what did you buy it at? Basically $10 each. So this is the, like, A, like, I think this is like, I'm glad you will call others out for doing this with fab and then do it with magic, by the way. That's very nice of you. Yes. <laughs> yes. What were you saying, Louie? We'll, we'll talk about why it's different in a second. Oh, okay. Well, go ahead. Why is it different? I called out. I I said they're they're not smart buys. So if they did actually make it so that they could not play with the cards, that would be okay with you. So like, let's use silver palms. Okay. They bought it. They bought it out. I have no problem with buyouts. No problem with it. They bought out silver palms, but they bought out a card that was still being opened in mass. They bought out silver palms. I'm not saying and- they were smart. They bought out. What did they buy out? Bravo at one. At two twenty, they bought two twenty. Oh, yeah, God, they bought what's... they brought they bought Bravos. They probably bought forty of them, which is a massive number in Flesh and Blood, from a price of a hundred to two hundred and twenty five dollars. Wait, hundred or two hundred? hundred to two hundred and twenty five dollars. They bought it up to two hundred. So what's that now? Seventy dollars. You know why? Because more were opened because it was a brand new set that just came out. These are. Yeah. These are legends cards that are 28 years old. Like, I guess I don't like it. I don't like it. I also don't, don't think it's liquid. Like that's the other problem. Like, I don't think it's smart and I don't bingo. think it's good. Bingo. That's like, right. This like, is the if people didn't want have. the card at 10, they're not going to want it at 35. 100%. So this is why I, I don't think like it, like it's a completely different dynamic. One is a, like the reserveless cards are already, most of them don't see much play. I mean, like, they don't. Like, Hammerheim is, like, a card that's really good against something with land walking. Like, nobody I'm plays. I'm glad you're looking it up right now. We can all see you looking it up right now. Yeah, I just I had to read the card. Nobody plays land walking in their deck. So it's not like a card that's, like, you know, needed or played or whatever. Um, It's all collector pieces. Um, and th- And that's the point I wanted to argue with you or get into with you is, like, the reserved list buys. I I just think it's fun. Like I don't, I don't ever sell the cards. Like I know that the price will go back down. Like I know I should sell. I know I should sell one of them right now at thirty five bucks to like to get it in. But like I want a reserved list collection, and this is a really fun way to just get a natural reserved list collection. What? <laughs> what? what i think like i rather us like when when it goes back down do it again and like double up because eventually there will run out of cards eventually nobody wants the cards that's not true and it's specifically not true like if you're building a legend set you want the cards it's also specifically how many new legend sets do you think get made every year yeah but but when they release a new commander in their next commander building a legend set you're not you probably have buddies who have twenty five thousand of these because they're looking for the two or three high-end cards yeah that's fair they're not Um, calling louis being hey louis (laughs) i gotta get i gotta get that card that's good against planeswalkers let's go buddy i need it i need the Um, landwalker card it, it also opens up, like, if for the like Kamerheim, if they did print a commander that has land walking or that gives things land walking, it makes those cards spike, and that's when you would sell them. Like, that's when you would play it out. 
Um, I don't know. I think it's it's it's, it's such a weird market. I think it's it's like, awful. I think it's it, awful and stupid. That's the problem. I think it's both. <laughs> I don't understand why you think it's awful. Because what you just said, you're make, making a you're making the casual format more expensive. No, but you just said nobody plays with the cards anyway. No, that's not what I said. I said they can't because you make it too expensive, Joe. No, you said no one plays with those cards. I there's did not re- say that. You said there's a reason they've been so cheap for so long. I did not say that. You are just making things up in your head right now, a hundred percent. You are a hundred percent. Like, like, go back. Thankfully, this is recorded, and you we do this all the time on the phone. And then you're like, you just talk, you never listen. And uh, yeah, go back and rewatch this. I did not say anything of what you just said. I said. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what you said. I was reading my card. Um, it's I, I. I got my book. How to read. You did this yesterday. What did you do this yesterday in the phone? We were talking, and you were like clearly doing eighteen things instead of talking, and we were talking about something important. Oh, you uh, were doing the stupid website, and we were trying to do the stupid bundles, and you were like, "Oh, cute! I can do two things at once." Then the phone just went silent for five minutes because you finally got your login information. And I wanted to fix it before you changed your login information for some stupid reason, which you did. I keep the hackers out. Got to <laughs> keep the hackers out. You send login information over the internet like my mom does for the record. <laughs> that's fair. That I can't say anything. About that. you, that's, you, that's a fair spread it, he spreads it out over multiple. It's probably smart, but like, I don't know. Who's trying to hack your your May the Zoo Be With You website <laughs> login information? <laughs> the James $10 White. website. James White and the Hobbitses. Anyway. Uh, They're I trying think, to put it back to fleshandblood.com. <laughs> I think it's super interesting the reserve list stuff that people are going after low tier cards. Oh like the, the $10. Because we are not the only group that's doing this. We, we basically, Of course not. There's a bunch of you assholes. Yeah. Um, and it's Is really Rudy in your group? Yeah. Is he really? No. Okay. Rudy has better things to do than buy yes. $10 Legends cards. Because this doesn't make sense. Like, that's the problem. Not only is it kind of scummy, it also doesn't make sense. I don't agree that it's scummy. But you agree why it doesn't it, make sense. Why? I agree it doesn't make sense. Well, I, I think it makes sense if you're going to sell the card. Like, if you're going to flip it, if you're a flipper, it makes sense. If you're me, it doesn't make sense. You just like owning things. This is why I... <laughs> This is why I bought Pokemon cards yesterday. <laughs> like vending machine Pokemon cards, not going to go up in value. But it's why a cool do you collection. do this? Because it's a cool collection. It's a just cool say, collection. Just buy MetaZoo, man. It's all you need to buy. I have MetaZoo. <laughs> need more MetaZoo. All right, that was our. That, that did not go the way I thought it was going. I thought the conversation was going to be better, but. <laughs> <laughs> Let's That'll thank you. <laughs> Let's move on. Brilliant stars. Wave three. Don't care about that. On we're talking about the pencil case. Dude. <laughs> that okay. Pencil case. New set. You love it. You're I love I'm gonna buy the ever living daylights. Why? I these are awesome. So for it's those good- of you who don't know, we should probably provide some context. We will get yelled at in the comments about not providing any context. We're just like, dude, pencil case, amazing. Uh Pokemon is releasing a pencil case that has packs and stuff in it and you can buy it at your local LGS. That's cool. It's called it's like a back to school product. Back to school pencil case pack. And you can also buy a blister pack that has an eraser in it. That's cool. So you can erase your mistakes if you're a terrible student. 
unlike you, these do kids you, can probably read. So like they you, do make mistakes. They need to correct them. Did we talk about um the episode was or was this in my Discord server? When I was in uh, elementary school, we had a currency that was uh, that was pencil leads. So like when your pencil broke, it was worth one of the currency. And then the eraser, the uh, like the gold or the silver or the blue or whatever, we had different values in our elementary school on what they were worth. So like everyone was like breaking their pencils and like taking off the cap. And we would like trade and buy Pokemon cards with pencil or like it was like a currency because nobody had money so you would it's amazing was that on this that we talked about that it was, was definitely not on this episode because i would have dug you for this yeah it was crazy we had like a whole currency there was like a chart up on the front of the um that we made and we put on the 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 whiteboard or it was probably a chalkboard at that time um but yeah anyway so you could buy and trade pokemon cards with currency that we didn't have Anyway, uh, pencils, that's cool. So it brings people into the local game store, which I think is awesome. I think this is an awesome product. I am super hyped for this product. Yeah. It's also going to be like, I think like one of my big takeaways from the zoo has been you want to be, you want to infiltrate people's lives in more ways than just the TCG. Right. Like With that is what MetaZoo has done very well, I think. Right. And I think Which is like what Pokemon does. Yes. And I think like this is another way for Pokemon to do that. And I think that's very. Have scary. they not done this before? I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen a pencil case. I know these did back to school stuff before. Uh, they do the lunch boxes, but now they made oh, Pokemon. If you're listening to this, you nope. used to do the. <laughs> you used to do this amazing um, lunch pail thing that had like a bunch of stuff in it. Now it's cardboard. Go back to metal. No, Come they on. had metal. I just got them. I just the got ones. them. Which I one? just got them this week. The Arceus ones. I have been to my store this week after the MetaZoo thing. I just got them in. My daughter just opened one yesterday. I'm going to go to the store today and look it up. Yeah. It's like a a lunch pail with a... Oh, they get, they, okay. So the last ones were metal after before this one. That was like very sad. No, they were plastic. I remember those too. And I think they're the same cards. And I think that the same stuff. I think maybe they had a supply issue, and so they. Okay, went that's fine. Plastic. As long as you, as long as they're continuing to be metal, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I like the metal ones. Um. Yeah. Way better. The plastic ones. Way better. The the um, my daughter uses them, and it doesn't shut all the way. The plastic one, and she says, "Shut this." I'm like, "It is shut, honey. I don't know what to tell you. It's shut. I can't shut it anymore." And she screams and yells, and yeah, it was a disaster. I threw it away. Um. <laughs> she went to parenting sleep. 101. Parenting you come 101. here to learn about TCGs, you stay for the parenting advice. <laughs> parenting 101. Your kid you, throw that shit away. <laughs> Next. <laughs> when she goes to sleep, you throw it away. She doesn't ever remember it. It's perfect. Um, all right. So brilliant stars though. How do I Google trust issues on this thing? I gotta look this up. <laughs> Hold on. Wave three. Uh brilliant stars appears to be nothing. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, I think I think I might get a case. I don't know. I haven't gotten it yet. Appears to be no wave three. Although they said that wave three is out, but it seems to be about the same supply as the out? flesh and blood history packs. Hey, uh, hey, be nice, be nice. <laughs> uh, which means, uh, I mean, do you think we see a wave four brilliant stars? Yeah, probably. Okay. I don't know. Pokemon's wild. Like they're getting to randomly produce it one day and like the, per the market's going to tank. I, I can, love that. I, I love that. Doing just ETBs though. For the yeah, next I can just doing ETBs. Like what that's not because brilliant stars is already super expensive. Is it really? Uh, it's like 
brilliant the other day. I mean, one. Oh, it's it's come down a little bit. One thirty. It was it was at one forty five though for a while. That's not bad either. Yeah, I mean that's good. I think it'll be interesting. This sets super good. It'll be interesting if the supply is still low. Um, I don't have my numbers for Astral Radiance yet for some of the one of the distros. Yeah, I don't have my numbers from either because yes. I get a lot. I get, it's amazing. I get a lot. I do love right. Pokemon. You, you get a lot, which means I can get more if I need to. Um, I don't know. You've been you've been pretty mean this week. I don't yeah, know. It's fine. That's our that's our relationship. The meaner I am, the more boxes you give me. Mm. I worked with Kamigawa, and I back that backfired terribly. Yes, yes, it did. Just with the Japanese ones, though. Yeah. So, I mean, um, like, lucky yet. All right. That was tough. That was a tough set. Why? I couldn't get as much as I ordered normally. Normally, they're like, oh, here's another couple cases. They're like, here's one case. I'm like, hmm. Everyone was all in. All, all right. I'm still ordering some. Uh, Got to get me some Capenna. I got the I too. Yeah. I think New I got the is still super good. Those, g- the Gilded Gold ones are are moving up in the world. Are they really? Mm-hmm. All right. Part five. MetaZoom Minute. Lessons from your big mega goat, event. Goat. 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 How many people did you have there, George? 36-ish. Wow, that's really good. I had half the number of Battle Hardened with 120th of the price support. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's great. What were um, what was uh we for, talked about this on the phone? I first, want to first, big shout out to Caster Society for helping me with the event. Yeah. Easton, Bat, Chris, awesome people. It was great hanging out with them. Great, great. Great event ran by them. Could not have done it without them. They were wonderful. I was watching your live stream. Uh, where was that? That was on uh, the Castro Society website, right? Yeah, because you never called me to get my login info like you said you were going to. Yeah. Be better. Yeah, that's fair. Get good. You, you lied to everyone on this podcast. Everyone, George lied to you. He said it was going to be streamed in my channel. I thought you would be on top of it. That was really my fault, really. I had a flooding basement, and I locked myself oh, out of my no, car three and a half hours though. away. You say it five times in an episode, you win bingo. Spoiler, we all just won bingo. <laughs> all right. What were your takeaways from your event? Uh, I had a lot of takeaways. Takeaway number uno. It is a way more family-friendly game than any other game I carry. Yeah, Maybe except Pokemon. But I, even that, I would push back because nobody plays Pokemon in my store anymore. Mm-hmm. They all collect it. Yeah. Um. They played Pokemon. No, uh, Metazoo. I'm sorry. They had. I had three families there, and I'm talking about families, kids, all that stuff. And it, that's very rare for my store because we're on a military base, so it's it, a bunch of students and retired people. Do you think that more families play Metazoo? Of the families interested in Metazoo and Pokemon, uh, more families play Metazoo because it's an easier game to pick up as a result of the similarities to Magic. Yes, absolutely. So, like, the parents already kind of understand how to play, so they're like, all right, here we go. You know, it, it's just a, the learning curve. I mean, there's enough differences in it to make it a different like, game. But I get that people don't love land-based economies and games. I do. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I I, do think there's, like, it's like, like you know, I had a game of MetaZoo where, like, I got wrecked. I, I couldn't pull my auras. Mm-hmm. Like, totally wrecked. Like, just got destroyed. Um, but like, listen, like 
they did that for a reason because it is something that like everybody, frankly, my age and younger understand. We all started with magic. Right. And so like taking the game is a lot easier when you can be like, just like magic X, this is like magic Y. These are the differences. Yeah. Um, I think that was a really smart decision. Um, I mean, listen, like I had a lot of families. That's um, good. Like we probably had, I'll bet you 12 kids come in and out. They didn't play in the tournament. If they came in and out, they learned to play. They got a free deck. They get all that stuff. It was fun. That's cool. Um, it's, it's also, I think the, uh, the cryptic, like the cryptid side of things makes it more interesting because like you've been talking to your kids about Bigfoot. They, ask, you know, like they, when you're a kid and you're in third grade, people talk about Bigfoot. You know what I mean, like, it's like a, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but. And Goose Creek has a, cryptid that's in the set now yeah the purple um, thanks, ma- mike. The pink mess mm-hmm. thanks mike goat and like you know people lost their mind when they opened that card yeah and like listen the card's worthless right it's like yeah. it's like one of those like it's one of the cheapest cards in the set yeah but like and i think like that's what metas you understands is that like value and excitement don't necessarily go hand in hand yeah like that card is worth 50 cents and I think this but is where, like when you opened it in a pack that you paid $3 for, you were over the moon. Yeah. I, and I think that kind of similar, like the next set UFO, like space is such a thing that like kids are interested in and obsessed with. And like, I think that that's a really good direction for my like, watch today for it. There you go. That looks like a regular watch to me. <laughs> Your moon watch to tell you the time on the moon. Oh my god, this is the watch that they wear to add our space. What? what um, and what? this is the real one. This is the this is the um, this is not the BS sapphire one. This is that's uh, the watch the that they one. wear in outer space. This is the one the astronauts wear. This is one of the watches they for astronauts because when you break this, it doesn't shatter into a million pieces, it just cracks. So when you hit it, it can't clog up your equipment. Help me understand why an astronaut is wearing a watch like that in space. Oh, this one has a chronograph, so it saved like the Apollo 11 people, if you ever saw that movie. Oh, all the way like 30, 80 years ago when you were in college, that's who used it in space? Like they're not using that watch in space now. This is absolutely the watch you wear in space today. Why do they need a watch like that in space? Why do they need this watch or a watch? a, A watch. Why do they need a metal watch with that in space they're in space they have a space suit on they can't see their wrist you do know they can still see in space right they're not yeah, blind they can't see their wrist they can't go like this they have a space suit on are you mean like they're hanging out in the cabin and they have that watch on why why do they need a special watch for that for the re- reason I literally just said, oh. when, it breaks, when it breaks, it doesn't it... shatter. Gotcha. It also has a chronograph. I don't know what that is. It means it can tell that you can. It's a timer. It's a stop. It's a stopwatch, gotcha. basically, on your wrist. Just called a stopwatch. You don't have to be fancy. It's not that type of establishment. <laughs> my my basement's flooding, and the and it's a manual wind versus an automatic wind, mm. meaning you have to wind the watch for it to stay powered. Why is that better in space? Um, so does the gravity jack up the automatic winding? Because yeah, because it, it has a rotor and the rotor doesn't work as well in space. Um, 
That's cool. Is that Moonwatch? Let me see. I think it probably has. This was the old one. This is the old version. This is the ver- this is the best version. Yeah. The new version looks terrible. They don't selling, at me. Omega. They stopped selling that like 1962, right? Like so, like two years ago, and it has <laughs> like I probably won't be able to see it. I can't. It has, I, also, um, I also lost interest like five minutes ago. All right. Oh my gosh. Flight qualified by NASA for all manned space missions. I'm disappointed the first, in you. The first watch worn on the moon. I'm disappointed what? in you. You're not Why? wearing your MetaZoo watch. You must not like MetaZoo. If I, if that were the case, <laughs> if I had to like only have one watch and I hate all other watches, I'd be really sad. Um, you they should make a MetaZoo moon watch for the UFO set. The UFO set should be that watch, but MetaZoo face on it. Uh, Swatch just made a version of the Moon Watch that was highly controversial in the watch collecting world. <laughs> really? We should do a podcast on watch collecting. Okay, back to... Sorry, Mike, for the- <laughs> I will definitely wear the daylights out of a Moon Watch chronograph with MetaZoo characters on it. Let me be very clear here. Back to your regular... <laughs> this this podcast has been sponsored by the Moon Watch. Back to your regular oh sue you. I want to be very clear here. <laughs> you can't do that nonsense. It's ain't Mid Max game, son. They got lawyers. I think Mid Max has lawyers. Um, all right. They know my app. <laughs> they I'm sure they love I'm sure Peter loves it. They're the only person, they're the only uh re- retailer at um at Pro Tour that brought boxes. That can't be true. That's what he told me this morning. <laughs> God, is that he true? Said, he said, looks like we're not going to have any competition. <laughs> I guess the other ones flew in. I, I don't know. I mean, that, that may not actually be true. You have fireballs the, here, aren't they? I have no clue. This is, I'm just telling you what he told me. Call him right now. Call him live. This is great content. <laughs> no. Okay. Eat. Eat. Back to a meta zoo. What are your other takeaways from the event? I can't think about my moon watch, how much I love this watch. Um, so the other big thing I took away was that man, like there is so much passion for this game. Yeah. Like people came in fr- from your favorite state, New Jersey and Mickey's favorite state, New Jersey. People came from New Jersey. Yeah. I had three well, of them from New why, Jersey. Why would they leave that amazing state? I asked them that they said barbecue. <laughs> we had obviously people from Texas. We had people from Georgia. We had a lot. I mean, it was it stacks. Stacks, mm-hmm. who I called Arts the entire day because that his name mistake. on the Discord is Andrew Stacks, and the first letter is A, and mm. so it's just I yeah. hate Discord. Yeah, people use your real name on Discord. Yeah. Let's make that a thing. <laughs> My favorite is they have different names on Discord than they do in the YouTube comment section. So they're like, "Louis, did you see my comment?" I'm like, "No," and they're like, "Well, it's on this name." I'm like, how how was I supposed to know that that was you? Um, it's classic. Love it. Stax is an IRL friend, so I don't have a lot of excuse for this. <laughs> let, let me like, like, let me say like he, he was well within his rights to be upset by that, and he was. Um, good. Yeah, you deserve it. So, I think this is super true, and it's something that um I think like Rudy's talked a lot about too, with the idea that like the passion is so of these games and of MetaZoo particularly is so extreme. Um, that's like what makes me so excited about it. Like the, even when things don't go right, uh, people are passionate about it and they have an opinion. And whenever I see that, that's what makes me excited about stuff. Like the, 
the drive to make things better, the drive to uh, like get this product or that product. Um, I, I think it's it's great. We also had Eric come in from Ohio. I got to give him a shout out because he was awesome to hang out with. Mm. I should have come. I wish I could have gone. No, you said you were going to be there. So I knew you wouldn't be there. This is easy. I never said that I was going to be there. That like None of that happened. I said I will try to see if I can get there. I probably won't be able to make it. Word for word what I said to you. You, I love that you just make things up and lie to everyone who watches no, our podcast no, and make me look no, like an idiot. That's what no. you do. I don't. Uh, it's not that hard to make you look like an idiot. In fairness to me, okay. You want to talk about the market a little bit? No, I want to talk about my event more. Um, <laughs> I think the. I mean, like, I it made me. I was already excited for Dallas, where I know you won't be as well. Um, and I won't be there. I know, I, of course not. Um. If your basement's flooding, um, and it made me even more excited. And I mean this Two watching kids and my top, anniversary weekend, but yeah, I don't care. Watching top tier MetaZoo games was yeah. awesome. Yeah, and you could have watched it on the Cassius Society stream. Um, mm-hmm. It was totally, totally, totally cool. Um, we had two kitchen table TCGers in the finals, which was surprising. Yeah, it was st- who was it? Who was Stacks and who else? Stacks and. The guy with the name I can remember, Seb Sebbiolin. Seb I don't nice. know. He knows who it is. <laughs> he knows himself. Fan, fan of the fan of the show. Fan of the show. Um I, I apologize for George's incompetence. Don't apologize um, for what they know is true. Um <laughs> they um my takeaway as a store was it was a reminder of how expensive it is to carry new games. Like that's like that was the other thing that mm. like this was a reminder of. This event cost me thousands of dollars. <laughs> yeah, because you flew people in. You, I flew people free, in. Free event with free free you know. event, free food, free prizes, box of uh box of CN one. I gave away ten spell books, probably fifty decks, maybe sixty decks. Mm-hmm. Um, play mats. I mean, I, you know, um, uh, we gave away two goat signed things, including that idiot Tyler got one. Um, like. These events are expensive, and I, yeah. I I forgot like how expensive supporting br- new games with major events are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's fair. I know I know Goat is working on um OP kits. Yeah, and that, um, I think that'll be really good. That'll be very helpful. Help um, the the LGS be motivated to run those events. I, I think that's part of it. I also think it's a matter of like, I think a, like I think it's, I think it's, it will be amazing. Like yeah. goat really gets what makes promos special and what makes them awesome. Um, and I think he, I think I'm like, I'm very much looking forward to the OP kits. Yeah. It's like the, the New York rat King promo. Yeah, it's like things like that that can get people excited to go to the LGS and play, um, as long as the LGSs don't abuse them, which I'm sure they would get reported for anyway. So perfect, I'm, you know that you know, you know, and I mean this like Flesh and Blood does it better than anybody. If you get busted stalling your promos, James White comes and busts your kneecaps, basically, which is the way it should be. Yeah, like that's the way it should be. It should not like the thing that like. There should not be 20,000 warnings for being an asshole to your customers. Yep. You should just lose. You should just not yep. be able to carry the game anymore. Yep. Totally agree. Um, all right. I want to talk about the market. 
I have a hot take. Not a hot take, but man, I feel like whatnot is wrecking things. The, what are they wrecking? The, the supply of singles because of whatnot on the market is massive. Okay. It's it, it this happens uh and I, I have not uh been able to verbalize it for a while because I, I was Hold so on one second, we gotta have a warning here. Lauren, stop listening right now. <laughs> He's about to attack your bay. Uh I, I've not been able to verbalize it, but um it, until recently some things have changed. Uh I have a guy who comes into my store every week, every okay. weekend. He comes in with his kids, and he comes in with a stack of Pokemon cards. Like uh, I'm talking like a stack of a hundred like an Andrew stacks continue. Yeah. Like a stack of a hundred Pokemon, uh, like new cards from brilliant stars and chilling rain and whatever. And every week he gets on whatnot and he spends an amount of money. I don't know how much he spends on having packs opened on whatnot. And every week he comes in and he brings what I assume is 95% of the cards that he has opened on whatnot into my store and trades them in for store credit of which he gets a booster box and whatever from right. And for Pokemon, it's all right. You're the Pokemon market. The the supply is so massive that it my, doesn't matter. But if whatnot, if uh MetaZoo is so active on whatnot, which it is, it's incredibly active on whatnot. All those people who are opening up CN1, opening up Kickstarter, adding all that supply of singles, this is, in my opinion, why the the Kickstarter singles are eroding in some value. Also, it's like the market right now. But there's a lot of supply going into the market. Now, there's two things to take away from this, in my opinion. One, at some point... Um, you're going to need to see Kickstarter boxes reflect that. Yeah. Like, like at some point Kickstarter boxes, CN one boxes, you're just not going to be able to, the amount opened on whatnot is massive, which is a win. Like that's a win for those who collect or invest in the market, right? Like the amount of boxes that have been opened recently is awesome. But the flip side of that is that the singles prices go down. And so then the EV is down. And so then the boxes become harder to sell on whatnot as a result of the the cards being less valuable if your mothman now only costs you know mothman a, a psa 10 mothman was 1200 dollars a couple weeks a month ago a couple months ago three months four months ago i know this because i bought one on an auction for 1200 dollars. <laughs> what's that uh, today huh what's that like today 600 700 maybe i don't know like i i don't i don't i think the market i think every market right now is feeling some pain um, 100%. I I don't know. I I'm I'm reluctant to blame whatnot. I think um, I'm not blaming whatnot. You are definitely blaming whatnot. I'm saying. Uh, go ahead. My my takeaways from this are: mm-hmm. this is a new world for TCGs with whatnot happening, and y- if you are somebody who invests in games, I think you can play into it a little bit. Number one, don't spend your money on whatnot. <laughs> number two I'm, I'm, uh, number two like if you're looking to buy singles this seems like an opportunity okay so let me say two things first dr rudy esquire did a video about how different games were faring in the recession market yes what game was number one 
What game did Rudy say what, was number yeah, one? Yeah, what game? What game did Rudy say was handling? Oh, Metazoo! I knew it was something. I forgot. I'm sorry. Rudy's jacked on Metazoo. Of you, course, Rudy his, gets it. His uh, his flesh and blood video where he said he was leaving for the pro tour, like ten seconds into the, I'm going to the pro tour. He said, "I'm going to the pro tour. I'm also going to be going to a bunch of Metazoo events this year." <laughs> Like, oh gosh, Rudy's all in, baby. Oh my god, well, am I gonna hang out with Rudy in Dallas? Rudy, hit my DMs. We'll hang out in Dallas. Hmm. Louie won't be there. Don't worry, Rudy. It's I got my, your back. Again, it's my anniversary. It's my anniversary. My basement is flooding. <laughs> um, so first of all, like I agree with Rudy that like Metazoo is handling the recession better than anybody else. So far. So far, it's early, right? We've been in the recession for like five minutes. And I want everybody to remember that. This can get a lot worse. And I mean this in all sincerity. Everybody just like, be careful. Like some of you, Louie, were too young to remember like the Great Recession in a meaningful way. It was brutal. Yeah. The Great Depression like, was, it must have been rough for you. Um, how did you, sure. and your, how I mean, did you like, and your family? So like everybody like this can get worse. Be safe. Be careful. Don't get, don't put money into cardboard. You need to eat for Christ's sake. Louie. Yeah. Eating it's cardboard, cardboard, it's 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 not very nutritious. So, um, but like I think Medici will do it fine in the recession because like they have the goat. Like that's always been my thing. It's like the goat gets it, and like the goat is a um remarkably good executive, and good executives lead you through recessions. But I get your point about whatnot. Here is my other point about whatnot. And this, and uh, no offense, Doctor Louis, here it, it shows mm. your naivete a little bit. I think love it. Uh, all they've done is popularize box breaks, which has been a thing in sports for as long as you little butt's been alive. Okay. So all they did was make an app for box breaks, which mm -hmm. again has been a thing on YouTube and eBay forever. I agree. I have nothing and against like, whatnot. And it sounds like you do. And so no, it like, doesn't. It does. And so like I I tend to think like this is good. I tend to think this is good. Um I don't have a whatnot account. I know me. I'm not allowed to have a whatnot account. <laughs> <laughs> MetaZoo would be the least of my problems on whatnot, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, I don't have a, any issue with whatnot. In fact, like I debate daily, should I start doing whatnot as a content creator? Daily, I, I debate that. I yes, you should. Yes, no, like should. I've come to the like. I've, I'm not going to do whatnot for a while. Um, might not ever do whatnot, but I more was suggesting the overall attitude of breaks, and we've seen this in other markets too. Like, tell me what a tell me what an alpha box would be worth from flesh and blood right now without the uh, amount of alpha boxes that have been opened as a result of box breakers. It'd be, not, I mean, it'd be awful. Yeah. It would be a, be a $1,100 box, a thousand dollar box right now. There's been a massive amounts opened by breakers. Um, and this, I mean, the same could be true for any game. Uh, and the same could be true for all this stuff. So I'm, I'm a big fan of, you know, as somebody who likes sealed product, uh, I'm a big fan of, seal product being open i think if you are looking at the market though and if you are one of those people who i love the game i'm i'm, I'm all in 
and you want those cards, you've got to look at the the rate of boxes being opened and then start to evaluate when to buy. That is a new dynamic in the TCG industry that you have to be aware of and looking at. Because once boxes stop being opened on whatnot, and once people start saying, okay, the you know the whatnot money has moved to another game or the whatnot movie has moved to another avenue at that point it's time to start buying singles was my point and like and here would be my other piece of advice and this i think is like super duper important when the cn one cards being banned announcement came out okay we didn't talk about that well i just did you're welcome great content a bunch of people who don't own any MetaZoo, have never played MetaZoo, don't carry MetaZoo, and don't like MetaZoo, frankly, all were like, I told you guys, this is all terrible. Everything is awful. MetaZoo is a scam. I've been telling you all this forever and ever. Whoa, whoa is me. Don't listen to these idiots. They don't, I mean, like, you know why I don't talk about Akora a lot on this channel, on any channel? I don't know about Akora. I don't own Akora. I don't carry a Cora. I can't tell you a single thing about a Cora because I don't care about it. Yeah. If somebody cares so passionately to stay up to date on a game that they don't own, like, or care <laughs> about, it tells you they're winning. Yeah. The best thing Mike has going for him is his haters, and his, there's not a close second. Yeah. If yeah, I, we, if we, I we said this a lot, you, you you don't hear about any other game. Like some of the most like the most discussed games on some of the other channels are like uh, the other social networking like discords or whatever are talking about MetaZoo. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like even talking if about I were game. Mike and I had to pick between me or the haters, I'd pick the haters every time. Yeah, hundred percent. That's true. That's even coming from me. Like the one of the, like probably his best supporter. I would pick almost anybody else over you. In fact, like I think we need to do applications for the podcast. Oh, that was a mistake on your part. You're going to get flooded. <laughs> I know. Oh, you can send them to Louie at kitchentabletv.com. Kitchen Table Games. Is that right? And like it was. Um, that's like, not my email address. I don't not, really care. That's not even an email address. That's not even how email. I was trying to figure out how wrong you were. It's not even. A lot. Um, send your resume to them. Um, I like. <laughs> You're misreading like my point. The thing that whatnot provides for me is a good beat on where the action in the market is. Where do where are people spending their time? And like the answer to me is pretty obvious. It's Pokemon and MetaZoo. Like that, yeah. like those are the two. Like if you go on whatnot and you open up, like what are they streaming? What are they casting? It's gonna be Pokemon and MetaZoo. Yep. It's a good gauge for where people want to spend I, time. I, I think like Every every game has a place on whatnot. Like I've seen no. lots of yeah, I've seen lots of magic boxes open, lots of other things. But I, you, George Source, so I know you. I know it's hard for um, you to understand this because of your old age. But uh, social networking just puts more of what you're interested in in front of you to keep you engaged on the platform. Like if you watch MetaZoo box breaks, they're just going to keep sending you more MetaZoo box breaks. That's how the algorithm works. Uh, my point with the whatnot stuff is 
that if you are buying singles, if you want, if you care about completing a Kickstarter collection, you're starting to see, I'm, I'm only telling you this because I hear it from people saying, Louie, I think it's time for me to start buying into Kickstarter. I never thought I'd be able to afford a Mothman, but a Mothman just sold for a price that I thought I could actually afford it for. Do you know of anybody who's selling a Mothman? Like things like that, like where, you're starting to see prices come down to a more reasonable level for people who want, and that's the time to start buying because once everybody can buy again, that's when the market goes back up. That's all I was trying to say. And whatnot is providing that in my opinion, based on the amount of boxes that are being open. And most people don't want a, uh, I don't know, a reverse hollow from Kickstarter when they open up their pack and they get a reverse hollow. Uh, I don't know lizard man from skateboard swamp they don't want that so they sell it on ebay and they try to get another box break and they try to get the mothman that's what happens like they're trying to get the chase card and so if you're completing a set or whatever this is the time to buy that that was my point time to start watching for the time to buy okay i'm glad that we had a big argument about that what else are we talking about that it i think that's it we've done enough you're welcome well, it's been great, but I'll be at Collecticon in Dallas. Come see me. I don't think I'll be there. I, shocking. Nobody asked. Uh, they all know you won't. Never tell us you won't be there because we'll I just assume that there. anyway. I it's my anniversary. My basement's flooded. I'll say it for you again for the 15th time. <laughs> um, like, come to Dallas. Collecticon is going to be a hoot hollering event. I'll be there. Probably. I'll be there. Um, and uh, where will you find me? Oh, I'll be hanging around the MetaZoo booth. Goat, 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 goat. Love it. Maybe with, maybe with Rudy. Rudy, all right. I have no idea. That's I will not be there. I will be here making content, um, like we do. So that's it, everyone. That's uh, may the zoo be with you, and you can go buy merch at may the zoo be with you dot com. Not not www. www. George can't find his website. Eric can't get his login. And you made this website. Yeah, I never had the login. What are you gonna do? <laughs> what are you gonna do? I think I just redirected uh, the URL to it. That's all I could do. Now that we're actually building a website. Oh, that's also not where you can buy merch. The merch is on my website at captainsmarket.com. That's great. I think, are we releasing your new George shirt? Uh, Maybe. I didn't know about it. I shouldn't say a picture of it. I don't. I don't like it's all your texts are all white noise to me. They just kind of come and go. Remember to be kind to the people around you. (laughs) And also with you, Dr. Louie.